So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. The S&D Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here. And I want everybody to check out Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. It's one of the better ones out there. And it's time, once again, for everybody to come aboard the home train. Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. Check it out. Come get on the home train. Trippin' ain't easy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Jay, back at you, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. <laughs> that was a bit of a taste of the past, tell you the Attitude Era. Um, I just want to thank my man, the godfather, Charles Wright, WWE Hall of Famer, for the special shout-out for the show. Nice little message there. Um and not for nothing, man, a dude that is, in my mind, a little bit uh, underrated. You know what I mean? Um, here's the dude that, you know, he came out around the around the 80s, around that time, started a big, agile guy who can constantly, um, what do you call, reinvent himself. He has been many different types of characters, uh, started out as the soul taker, then came out as Papa Shango in the WWF. Then became Kama, the supreme fighting machine, kind of like a UFC style street fighter, kind of like a, you know, like like the street fighter video game type character. Um, then he became Kama Mustafa, part of the Nation of Domination. Then became the Godfather, who's the pimp. <laughs> then uh, as he got more legit later on, a little older, became, you know, leader of an escort service. <laughs> but the Godfather, like I said, Charles Wright, for me, very underrated guy. Uh, much deserving of being in the Hall of Fame, got inducted a couple of years back. Um, so that was just a cool little message I got from the lovely people over at Cameo. <laughs> um, so that was just cool to hear from them and, you know, got got a nice little shout out out of it. I got to play the, haven't heard that theme song in forever. And the funny thing is I was actually going to use um, a, a song that he used at WrestleMania when him and D'Lo Brown um, came out as a tag team, I believe, to go against Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart. They came out with Ice-T, um, a rapper who is probably now known <laughs> to people as uh, an actor for uh, Law & Order. I want to say one of those Law & Order shows. <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know, but it was, it, I, I, just said, I just said screw it. I'll just lean toward the, the original theme that he had as the Godfather. So with that being said, like I said, welcome to this episode. This is episode number 54. Um, and uh, this is the F F WWE Fast Lane preview show. Fast Lane is literally, um, <laughs> it's 5.30 on Sunday. So about an hour and a half, it will be live on the WWE Network, which it will probably be the, f this is definitely going to be the final show in terms of pay-per-views that will be on the WWE Network. And it will also be the debut stream for the Peacock channel that is now hosting the WWE Network. Um, so it finally made the transition to Peacock, I believe, on the 18th, so a couple of days ago. 
Um, they don't have the full library. They put out a press release saying they're not going to have the full library till I believe about August. So, you know, sporadically within the next few weeks, you'll see different things that are already on the network just pop up on the Peacock app and you'll be able to find, you know, the stuff that you normally watch. If you just watch documentaries, you'll probably find, you'll find those. If you watch all the old pay-per-views, if you watch old pay-per-views from other promotions like WCW, ECW, et cetera, et cetera. It will be there eventually. Um, I haven't really had a chance to navigate through the app myself. Um, I still, you know, force a habit, go on the actual network. But every time I go on the network and I put something on, the commercial Peacock comes on. So I'm like, okay, yes, I forget. Uh, Peacock is here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this is a Fastlane preview show. So with Fastlane being about an hour and change away, this is going to be a very short show. I'm going to try to hit all the points I need to hit that I want to hit that I want to talk about. I'm not going to get in every little intricacy of things that is going on. I will actually get into every little bit of detail in my next episode, considering I <laughs> waited too long to record and um, I'm pressed for time. So here's the gist of what's going to be talked about today where i'm going to get into the fast lane card talk about all the matches give my predictions etc etc get into a little bit of AEW, considering they had a very very um awesome ladies uh hardcore match this past wednesday between thunder rosa and Britt baker that broke the internet and everybody's talking about it and honestly <laughs> and i'm again to the in a little bit but i I think I kind of enjoyed that match better than the Moxley Omega match, but I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> um, and I'll talk about uh, WrestleMania card so far. You know, there's only about four matches listed that I can see, but more matches will be added. And we also got two, um, two 2021 Hall of Fame inductees announced already for this year's WWE Hall of Fame. Now, to my knowledge, I think they're going to combine both Hall of Fames from last year and this year. I don't know if it's going to just be one huge show or if they're just going to have the main five inductees from last year and whatever inductees for this year and just have one. You know, I don't know if they're going to do double shows. I mean, there's not much days in the weekend. So I know NXT, they're slicing NXT TakeOver in half in terms of one week having NXT TakeOver Part 1. And then the week after, I believe, will be during Mania Week. And that'll be TakeOver Part 2, and it'll be on the Wednesdays. So there will be no NXT TakeOver on WrestleMania Weekend. It'll be during WrestleMania Week. Um so yeah, so with that being said, and and I f would think the Hall of Fame would be on Friday night, and then Mania will be Saturday and Sunday, which by the way, I got my ticket for WrestleMania this Thursday, this past Thursday. I got my two-night ticket, so I will be there, yours truly will be there, and I'm going to try to do something special that week in terms of the show, I'm going to try to get some guests on, and uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to do something really really cool for that week so we'll see what happens but uh my mind is always racing to try to figure out <laughs> what i could do who who could i bring on who could i talk to whatever etc cetera, etc cetera. so with that being said that's pretty much and um oh nwa actually has a card for tonight also and i will get into that as well and that's pretty much the gist of the card we'll talk about fast lane we'll talk about nwa back the attack i think it's called Back for the attack, sorry. <laughs> so I'll talk about NWA real fast. Um, AEW real quick. Like I said, this is going to be a fast show. I, I will be surprised, honestly, if I hit an hour. So let's get right down to it. Um, I'm going to do something that I usually don't do. I'm going to start off with the main event. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about Fastlane right now. Um, so the matches for Fastlane, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'd say seven and a quarter because I'm not really counting Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. And I could get into that first. Um, they have elect in an intergender match. They have Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. Now, obviously, you would think this is just a ploy for people to to see the Fiend show up in his new metamorphosized form, uh, for lack of a better term, because ever since he got burnt alive and died on TV... <laughs> <laughs> as of late you know people are just committing murders okay like uh in the street fight 
in AAW Revolution with Sting and, and Darby Allen and Team Taz. From the looks of it, it looked like Sting threw, I want to say, uh, Starks, uh, Ricky Starks, and just threw him out off the building. I was like, <laughs> Sting just murdered someone. And then, <laughs> but, a, but a month or so before that, Randy Orton burned Bray Wyatt in the middle of the ring and left him to, to die. So, yeah, there we go. We are now murdering people on, on, on wrestling television. Um, <clears throat> I thought that was only for Lucha Underground, but I guess not. I, I digress. So, they got Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. And, I mean, I would think... I would think this is when the fiend shows up and then we build toward Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, which, which I really hope. <laughs> and I would think it would have to be a gimmicky match, obviously, because it's the fiend as long as it's not another house of horrors match, which is a match that Bray and Randy had four years ago at WrestleMania. And it was the drizzling drizzling, the epitome of a shit sandwich. The, the just, the epitome that was a shit that was a purely cluster garbage mess of a of a thing they had the match the cinematic portion and then they had the second part of the match actually in the ring and then they had the led worms and all sorts of craziness it was it was bad so they're obviously going to build toward the fiend and randy orton and the fiend getting his revenge at wrestlemania now, The Fiend, besides Goldberg, which I hope that doesn't happen next, but besides Goldberg, The Fiend has pretty much gotten revenge on every opponent that he's had at a WrestleMania that has beat him. I'm, well, let me rephrase that. He didn't go after The Undertaker either, which is something I don't want either. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he got revenge on John Cena. He got revenge on Daniel Bryan, Kane, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody that... that has apparently done Bray Wyatt wrong, The Fiend has gotten revenge on. So, obviously, I guess Randy Orton will be next. Um, so, yeah, this little thing that they're doing with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton, all it is is, is, is you know, Bray's return. That's all it is. And hopefully, let, let's see how he looks. Maybe he'll be like, uh, he'll come out with a burnt mask or something. Like I'm pretty sure if they had Tom Savini make him another mask, I'm pretty sure it'll look pretty, pretty damn impressive. I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking of the book of WrestleMania. I'm not even thinking about what they're going to do tonight in terms of Bray Wyatt. I, I'm just, just history tells me that they do shit stuff <laughs> with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt um, at WrestleMania because that's all we have to go back on is that House of Horrors match. Um, Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman is something that I just can't really wrap my head around. <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie, I missed Raw this past week. I actually missed the build up show to the pay per view. Yeah, I know, shame on me. Um <laughs> but um the last time I saw Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon beat the living dog shit out of Braun Strowman. Yeah, you're hearing it correctly. Shane McMahon beat up Braun Strowman and then put what looked like to be Gak from from Nickelodeon from my childhood. Green goo that made the Ninja Turtles into what they are and Kevin Nash is super shredder. So he put green ooze all over Braun Strowman. Um, like I said, I don't understand it. I don't know what this has to do with anything. I, I don't know. I mean, just for the hell of it, just thinking that they might have a rematch at WrestleMania with some sort of uh, hell in the cell storyline or something. I'm going to say somehow Shane McMahon gets a win tonight over Braun and then Braun uh, gets Shane, like I said, in a hell in a cell at WrestleMania because they have to build it. What the championship matches are filled. Okay. The main storylines are pretty much in effect. This can't end tonight with Braun Strowman and, and Shane McMahon. It, it would make absolutely no sense. I mean, the storyline doesn't make sense to begin with, but it can't end tonight with their first match. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say by some tomfoolery, by some chicanery, by some stupidity, <laughs> Shane McMahon is going to beat Braun Strowman in a, in, a, in a match tonight. I don't know how. I don't know who helps him. I don't know who makes a debut or who makes a return and helps Shane McMahon, but Shane McMahon will get a win over Bray. I mean, he get Bray. He get over Braun, and uh, Braun will get his revenge 
at WrestleMania in some sort of uh, gimmick match against Shane McMahon, preferably a Hell in the Cell because that's pretty much the only real gimmick match that Shane McMahon does nowadays. And Shane will do another death-defying dive off the top of the cage, and he will probably miss like <laughs> like he did against Kevin Owens. Uh, only difference is Sami Zayn saved KO that night. But Shane McMahon will win tonight and lose at Mania. That's my prediction there. Um, then we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Now, this is very interesting because this is obviously going to lead to Seth Rollins versus Cesaro at WrestleMania. Um, In my mind, I'm already seeing it going uh, one of two ways. Seth could cheat to get a win over Shinsuke, or Cesaro could screw Seth Rollins out of a win on on Shinsuke. One One of those two, I'm leaning toward actually Nakamura getting the win here with help from Cesaro, which infuriates Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins going after Cesaro even more, leading toward their match at WrestleMania. Um, even though I know that they're pushing Cesaro hard and they were pushing Nakamura pretty good a couple of months back, I thought it would have been Nakamura versus Roman Reigns when um, Adam Pearce called out of the match. And it ended up being Owens, and I was like, all right, another Owens and, and, and Reigns match, which ended up being being pretty damn good at the Royal Rumble. However, um, now this is, uh, Nakamura's in the mix here with the Rollins and, and Nakamura and uh, and um, Cesaro feud, and it should be a good match. It should be an interesting match. It's new faces against each other. I, I don't remember the last time, you know, that I saw Cesaro or Nakamura feud with with. Rollins in the past couple of years so at least it's a fresh match and it should be pretty good um however I'm gonna go with Shinsuke with uh with help from Cesaro in this one um let's see what we got here uh women's tag team championship match Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler going up against um women's champion Sasha Banks and her Wrestlemania challenger Bianca Belair this is the second time they've done this match um and i unless sasha just turns full-fledged heel which she's done before that's the only way i see this really going i don't see those two getting the tag titles and then facing each other at mania for the women's title i mean i'm trying to think when eddie guerrero and mysterio wrestled each other at wrestlemania 21 were they the tag team champions i think they were so this would be the first time that i remember since then that and I could be mistaken, so don't quote me. <laughs> if anybody, whenever y'all listen to this, uh, can text me or call me or wh- whatever, <laughs> let me know if I'm wrong on that or not. But I remember Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero before the big feud happened over Dominic, um, and all that other stuff. They were still friends. They were tag team champions, I think, at the time. This is before they lost to Eminem, um, and they wrestled at WrestleMania against each other as the tag team champions. So this is the first time I remember that happening at Mania since then, if Sasha and Bianca become tag team champions. It'll be an interesting dichotomy, but at the same time, you'll be taking away a potential women's tag team championship match at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know who Nia and Shayna would go against, but at the same time, we have three weeks left before Mania to build that up. Um Speaking of tag teams, um, oh, and by the way, uh, I'm going with Nia and, and Shayna on that one, by the way. Um, tag team championship on Raw. We have the New Day defending against AJ Styles and Omos. <laughs> or I'm Omos. I, I don't know how to say his name. Omos. Omos is one of the two. Uh, I'm going to go with Omos. That sounds pretty cool. It kind of sounds like my grandfather's name. Uh, Thomas in Spanish is Tomas so I'm gonna go with Omas <laughs> so AJ and Omas going up against the New Day which is interesting my bad that's at Wrestlemania <laughs> I'm totally jumping here wow I will talk about that at a different show <laughs> my bad okay so we have tonight we have Biggie defending the Intercontinental title against who I deemed the Nigerian prince, Apollo Crews. Now, here's the funny thing. Apollo Crews' uh, new character, he's uh, 
incorporating his Nigerian roots and that he comes from wealth and royalty and all this other and all this other hoopla. And now he he got he developed an accent. Now a lot of people are poo pooing on it. Oh, all of a sudden he got an accent. You know what? I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all because um, Kofi Kingston famously had a Jamaican accent when he first came into the WWE and that magically disappeared after a while and nobody really gave too much. I mean, they, they'll crack a joke on it here and there. Like I remember Triple H when I guess the 15th incarnation of DX was like, what the hell happened to your Jamaican accent? It was like a little gag, a little joke. And then look at Lana. When Lana came in with Rusev, she had a weird Rocky Bullwinkle Natasha accent. <laughs> and that disappeared after a while. Now she talks like a regular girl, like a regular American accent. You know what I mean? So accents go away and sometimes you gain them. It don't matter. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm enjoying the character. And, and is it kind of funny that that he got that accent after right after Coming to America Part Two came out? Or or is it just me? Did I, am I the only one that put that correlation together? I don't know, <laughs> but I'll tell you this, um, Apollo Crews as a heel so far has been pretty good. I enjoy it. I don't mind it at all. Um, he did the attack on Biggie. Um, maybe the first shot that he gets at Biggie right now, I don't know if he gets the title, but I think he will get it at some point, but um, I'm not sure. Um, it's it's going to be a good match. Uh, Apollo Crews and Biggie work well together against each other. <sighs> I'm really not 100% who to pick. I like them both. Um, but screw it. I'm going to just go against what I think will happen, and I'm going to go with Apollo Crews getting the Intercontinental Championship. Um, now to the United States Championship. We got Matt Riddle. Sorry, Riddle. Just the Riddle by himself doesn't sound good for me. I'm going to keep calling him Matt Riddle. So Matt, <laughs> Matt Riddle's defending the United States title against Mustafa Ali. Um... Matt Riddle's retaining. I, I have no faith in Mustafa Ali to get this belt. Uh, I really don't. Um, I think Riddle will hold on to it for a little while. Uh, we'll see who he faces at Mania. Maybe, I mean, I don't think we're going to have, you know, ever since they made all the pay-per-views, gimmick pay-per-views, we don't get a Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania no more because Money in the Bank has its own pay-per-view. When Money in the Bank was like a sole WrestleMania match we'll only get a money in the bank ladder match at wrestlemania because you have a whole year to 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 go after the briefcase or whatever but now i i mean i understand you have different brands and and then the women as well and then you know uh, it would need its own pay-per-view but we'll see i don't know if they'll have a gimmick rematch at wrestlemania you know but um maybe riddle will have his own his own little crew outside the ring like maybe a lumberjack match at mania if a rematch were to occur between these guys, you'll have retribution on the outside and you'll have another little gang outside for uh for Matt Riddle to come to combat that. But we'll see. But uh I say Matt Riddle retains easily. Easily retains. I have no faith in Mustafa Ali. Um I like him though. Don't get don't get it twisted, but nah, not right now. Um what we got uh now the nitty gritty. Okay, we got a Drew McIntyre. Going up against Sheamus, to my knowledge, in a uh, a regular match. <laughs> it's not a street fight, to my knowledge. It's not, you know, anything gimmicky. It's just a, a regular match. Um, Sheamus is just a bump in the road for Drew McIntyre to go to WrestleMania. Um, yeah, because Drew McIntyre and the new champion, Bobby Lashley, who I'm so happy for, by the way, uh, it's going to be one of the main events for uh, WrestleMania. I'm not sure if it's night one or night two. But, um, yeah, it will be uh, Lashley defending against uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, but McIntyre against Sheamus, obviously I'm going to say McIntyre wins. You're not going to have McIntyre lose just a few weeks before main eventing WrestleMania. Um, but I think it will be a decent match. I think they're going to brawl. They're going to fight. Um, they're going to make it look ugly. And uh, bro kick. No, not bro kick. Uh, Claymore kick will get the win, um, which all these kicks now will sound like nothing because you're not allowed to slap your thighs anymore. <laughs> you know, of all the silly rules that that uh, the WWE and Vince McMahon has come up with the past, like, maybe 10 years, you know, you can't call, you know, you can't call it a belt. You have to call it a championship. You got to call it a title. Um, 
you can't do this, you can't say this, you can't do that. But the whole slapping on the thigh thing, you know, to make the kick sound worse, you know, like more damaging and stuff. Those are good. I like that. It's fun. It makes me really think that they're kicking the guy in the freaking chin at the time. <laughs> Even though I can see it happening. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there you go. No more slapping the thighs when you do your uh, super kicks or claymores or brogues or anything like that. So it'll just be uh, the sound of the guy hitting the mat from a phantom sounding kick <laughs> but it's whatever i think uh, drew mcintyre gets the win and probably gets attacked by lashley or something afterwards um lashley doesn't have a match to my knowledge here so but he'll make his presence felt i'm sure um then we have i, I want to roman reigns the big dog Paul Heyman's big dog, <laughs> Roman Reigns, who I'm sure will have Jey Uso hanging around somewhere, um, will go against, he's defending the universal title against Daniel Bryan with Edge as the special enforcer. Now, here's the crazy thing, okay? I know it was a mistake on their part, but the Peacock app had a picture out of a bunch of Daniel Bryan videos best of daniel bryan they had a picture of total bellas um you know brian's best indie work whatever the case they had a whole section of daniel bryan and on the bottom of daniel bryan it says 2021 hall of fame inductee <laughs> now i know it could have been just a mistake on peacock's part but is it Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you know everybody's just brushing it off to the side now what if what if this is daniel bryan's last hurrah a la mick foley supposedly in 2000 <laughs> remember in 2000 no way out the the pay-per-view before wrestlemania 2000 mick foley going after triple h for the wwe championship inside of a hell in the cell and if Foley lost, he retires. But if he wins, he's the champ. All right. Triple H wins the match. Backdrop through the top of the cell. Foley goes through the ring. Blah, 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 whatever. Triple H wins the match. Foley retires. A couple weeks before Mania, Linda McMahon rehires Mick Foley and puts him in the main event at WrestleMania. All right. Then after that, Foley loses in the four-way against Big Show and... and and uh, Taker and, and no, 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 Big Show, The Rock, Triple H and Foley. Foley loses. He's gone. And then supposedly he's retired. Could this uh, could this be Daniel Bryan's last hurrah? The dude has been back. What, since 2017, 18? I forget. But remember, he was a GM in 16. So and that I think he made his wrestling comeback in 17 or 18. I forget. But he's had on the low about three years of work after returning from that injury. And maybe, maybe he's done. Maybe he's done. Maybe Daniel Bryan, does he win the belt tonight? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to take the, it could be a big swerve and a big twist that we get a triple threat match at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and edge. Do they have 100% confidence in Edge and Roman Reigns as a wrestling match that they continue to plug in Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Edge had a match with Jey Uso on SmackDown the other night. It looked okay. I mean, obviously Edge could still go, but he hasn't really had a match since Randy Orton. You know, the, the match he got injured. Do they think him and Roman could mesh well together i don't know Ro roman could have a good match he could definitely have a good match against daniel bryan but did we ever think to ourselves if he could have a good match with edge now you see program wise it's it, it's it does well the 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 back and forth between the dude between the two of them does very well Edge is a great promo. Roman is a decent promo now, and now he has Heyman talking too. So the promo work, it'll sell. They'll sell us on the match. But obviously, what happens tonight, we'll, we'll know then if they truly, truly trusted Edge versus Roman Reigns on its own. Or 
they're probably just throwing Daniel Bryan a bone because he's done. Either one. And honestly, I don't even know. If if I'm just a fan, gun to my head, Roman Wayne, Roman Reigns retains. He retains. But the way I'm thinking at the moment, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Edge is the special enforcer for the match. You know, Jey Uso is probably going to be running around. Paul Heyman's going to be around. I don't know how it's really going to go. But if, like I said, gun to my head, Roman retains. Um, But it should be interesting. And I'm actually now thinking about it, just wondering how it's going to go. I'm truly invested in that match now. I wasn't really before, to be honest. To be honest, because I didn't think Daniel had a chance in hell. But... There might be a <laughs> like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance? It could be, could be. I'm not gonna totally poo poo on Daniel Bryan winning the belt. I love Daniel Bryan. I've been a huge fan of his since 2002. <laughs> Come on, man. Um. So yeah, it should be interesting. The pay per view itself, the card down, uh, up and down, decent. Nothing spectacular. Nothing that's gonna blow your brain blow your mind but um now we're almost certain that the fiend is going to return but there's also rumors of brock lesnar returning now let's think about something does brock lesnar come out and attack drew mcintyre tonight and implant himself in the mcintyre lashley match huh could we have two triple threat matches for championships at wrestlemania we all know Bobby Lashley's been wanting Brock since he returned. That's been the match he's really wanted. And for some and since they booked Lashley like a complete goof since he came back, it's never happened. But now that Lashley's the man, now that he's the champ, finally. Could we get that match? And then you sprinkle in Drew McIntyre because yeah, Lesnar wants revenge on McIntyre for beating him at WrestleMania last year in five minutes. And then we'll have Lashley and Lesnar in the same ring. I mean, Mania is the place for it. Let's see how they build up to it. The pay-per-view now, the two main events have me intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. I'm not going to say I'm super excited for the show, but I'm definitely intrigued to see how they book it. So that's your fast lane card. Um, So just staying with WWE and I'll end with NWA and AEW. Um, so far, the WrestleMania card so far, and I named a couple of matches already. You have Roman Reigns versus Edge and or Daniel Bryan. You have Lashley versus Drew and or Brock Lesnar. You have New Day defending the tag titles against AJ Styles and Omos. Um, and you have the women's championship, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and either one of them could be, and they could also be the tag team champions. Um, you can also sprinkle in... Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, which is going to be a good one. And then you have three more weeks to add everything else. Um, They also announced that Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil will be hosting WrestleMania. Will it be better than Rob Gronkowski and Mojo Rawley? We'll see. (laughs) And let's see if Hulk Hogan can get the stadium right this time. (laughs) The Silver Dome. Come on, man. (laughs) Um... But yeah, should be interesting. And I haven't seen Hulk Hogan live since last time I went to Madison Square Garden when they actually put his banner up and then after the show they immediately took it down. <laughs> I honestly thought it would be something that they'll keep up, but nope, didn't happen. Um we have two inductees in the twenty twenty one WWE Hall of Fame. We have Molly Holly and Eric Bischoff. Um I like Molly Holly. Um, She's obviously someone who no one ever really has a bad thing to ever say about the girl. No one ever. I've never heard anything bad about Molly Holly. Um, She was very good in the ring. Great wrestler. Um, She was in the WWE in a time where they, they pushed more the, you know, lack of a better term, tits and ass. But Molly was a good wrestler. She was in that core group of like and i've mentioned this before of her victoria trish came into being a good wrestler at that point mickey james jacqueline who was always good um 
Gail Kim, and if I'm forgetting some others, I'm I for going back about 10, 12 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, or maybe uh, less than that. No, more than that, because we, we're talking almost 20 years, talking about 2002, 2003. Um, yeah, those core girls and jazz. Jazz was a good worker, still is. Um, Molly was always good. I remember the first time I saw her was in WCW. She was Miss Madness 99. She was in that crew with uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Gorgeous George, and Medusa. And she used to do good matches in WCW, and she came into WWE as Mighty Molly alongside the Hurricane Shane Helms. And uh, Shane Helms was the one that told Molly she was being inducted this year on WWE's The Bump. <laughs> and uh, he got very emotional about it. It was a cool thing to see, you know. So I have no problem with Molly being put in. Um, Eric Bischoff, long overdue as far as I'm concerned. Um I'm kind of surprised they didn't announce him last year as a part of the NWO, but I guess they wanted to give him his own spot. Um, either way, totally deserving. Obviously, he was the man behind WCW when they were winning the ratings wars for those 83 weeks. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Eric Bischoff started in the wrestling business in the AWA. Working for Vern Gagne, and he worked his way up. And uh, when AWA went down, he actually auditioned to be in WWF. <laughs> Can you imagine if Eric Bischoff never went to WCW and just stayed in WWE? What would have been? <laughs> but um, but yeah, Eric Bischoff, went, they didn't hire him, and he went to WCW. Worked his way up and became like the Vince McMahon of WCW. For a few years until it went under. <laughs> um, he was in the NWO, did some matches here and there. Then WCW, WCW went down, and he eventually came to WWE. He did some stuff in WWE. The, 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 the guy is definitely deserving. And, uh, yeah, congrats to both Molly and Eric Bischoff to join the 2021 class. Let's see who else they announce. And like I said, they're going to be joined with the 2020 class, which consisted of like the NWO, the Bella Twins, oh. <laughs> um, Jushin Thunder Liger. Man, I didn't have that whole class written down. Um, so off the top of my dome, I don't remember them all, but we'll get into them. We have a couple of weeks left before Mania Week to talk about the Hall of Fame and all that other stuff. Um, so yeah, AEW had a... Had a pretty decent show this past Wednesday. I'm um, not going to get into the whole thing because I got to get out of here soon. <laughs> but um, but they did have a main event that a lot of people talked about. Deservedly so. Because these two women, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, put on a show. They put on a show. They put on a nice, what they call lights out Um. No disqualification. Uh, lights out. Disqualification. No disqualification match. Um, and they beat the living dog shit out of each other. Okay. Ladders, tables, thumbtacks. They bladed like uh, Britt Baker. I feel like cut herself a little too much. Um, but they they did work. They did they did they did an amazing job. <clears throat> now. I remember I kind of correlated to other women's hardcore matches that I've seen. 2002, Trish Stratus and Victoria had a pretty good hardcore match at Survivor Series. But um, this match bl blows that out the water, in my opinion. Um, they went at it. <laughs> I just can't really explain, like, <coughs> excuse me. That could do it justice. Those girls went at it. Honestly, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the barbed wire exploding match between Moxley and Omega. But that ending ruined it for me. Ruined it. <laughs> now, I was telling my friends that I enjoyed the buildup 
the video lead up to the match between Moxley and Omega because in the back of my brain, I was like, huh, you know, I wonder if they'll mention Atsushi Onita, FMW at all, because, you know, the, the this is the guy who made it famous. This is the guy who pretty much invented it. And they actually had him on there, like, talking. I was like, oh, you know what? That's cool. They're doing it right. You know, and they tried to replicate the ending of the Atsushi Onita Terry Funk match from FMW, the exploding barbed wire match. When uh, Onita tried to wake up Terry before the ring was going to explode, and then um, he laid on top of Terry, and then boom, you had the big explosion. Boom, 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 boom. And it looked awesome. Eddie Kingston comes in the ring after. <laughs> After Moxley gets beat up by the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega and all these guys. And then he lays on him and nothing. You get little, like like what other podcasters would say, like uh, Gilbert sparklers. DDP's bang uh, explosions were, were, were bigger than that. <laughs> Kane's fire was bigger than that. It was so bad. The ending killed it for me, even though I know it shouldn't. But it kind of did. You know, it kind of did. But it was still a good match. I'm not going to totally poo-boo on it. It was still still a good match. I enjoyed certain aspects of it pissed me off. Like whenever you have a gimmick match like that and all the weapons are surrounding the ring and in the ring. And there were times where the action went up the ramp where there is no gimmicks. I was like, what the hell is the point of having a match like this? When the whole time you're not going to be in the area where the gimmicks are. That's just me. I mean, I, people could disagree. That's just me. If I'm having an exploding barbed wire, you know, death match, I'm not going to go to the one spot of the of the of the area that doesn't have anything. And oh, let's wrestle here. That's whack. <laughs> and then that ending killed it for me. I think I enjoyed the women's match better. I think this was their way. Of saying, oh, you know, we can have a good hardcore killer match, you know, and it's no and it's no disrespect to to Omega and Moxley because obviously those guys are top notch wrestlers, you know, they know what to do in that ring. They can have a great match. They just those explosives that they got was just duds. It was, <laughs> and it's not like you could practice it, you know. You do unless you just buy a bunch of explosives. You see that it's a dud. I mean, then you would have to test the others. I understand. I understand. The explosives were just duds. This match, on the other hand, with Thunder Rosa and Brickmaker was not a dud. It was very good. Very good. Uh, I think I'll watch it again later after the pay-per-view. It was such a good match. Um. So, yeah. With that being said, uh, it's almost time to end this off, man. So, I'm going to talk about real quick. Very fast, I'm going to get into the other show that's on tonight, which is the return of the NWA. Now, um, I'm excited about the NWA coming back. I was a, I was a fan of their power show. Um, I like Billy Corgan. But like my, like my boy Sammy Muniz and I have said plenty of times, they need to merge. They don't have a roster. You know, they, they need to merge with either Ring of Honor, MLW, something. They need to merge. And bring other people in. It's they're in rough shape in terms of even though the show today should be okay, but it's it, like I said, it's not it's not anything that's gonna blow your brains. It's not anything that's gonna make your eyes pop out. It's not something that's just gonna do it for a lot of people. However, I'm not missing Fastlane to see NWA, but I will catch the show either later tonight or tomorrow. Here's the card real quick, and then we'll call this one a day. Um, we have a four-way match with Jax Dane going up against Slice Boogie. <laughs> I like that name, Slice Boogie. <laughs> Jax Dane versus Slice Boogie versus Jordan Clearwater versus Crimson. Now, the only name I really know on this is Crimson, who was pushed super hard by Impact Wrestling years ago as like their next Goldberg. To the point where most people actually thought Goldberg was going to come to TNA to take on Crimson. <laughs> it didn't happen, but, you know, <laughs> you could dream, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with Crimson just because that's the only person I know. Um, 
Next match, you have Kratos, the god of war, going up against Tyrus. Tyrus, we know Tyrus, Brodus Clay. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to go with my man Tyrus because he used to like my old podcast. <laughs> Maybe he'll like this one too. Yo, big ups to Tyrus. Um, <laughs> he probably won't remember, but still, he used to like our stuff on Instagram and stuff. My man Tyrus. Um, NWA World Television Championship. The champion, the Pope, D'Angelo, the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro. I don't think he's going by D'Angelo De Niro, but whatever. We'll, we'll say it anyway. The Pope. Defending against Thomas Latimer. Thomas Latimer, for a lot of you older Impact Wrestling fans, was Bram. And if you want to go even further, if you watched NXT back in 2011, or maybe Florida Championship Wrestling in 2010, he was the leader of the Ascension before it was Connor and Victor. It was Bram, who back then I think was... Uh, Something Cameron. Mm. Something Cameron. I don't remember the first name. Or that could have been his first name, and I don't remember the last name. Whatever. Something he was it was him and Connor O'Brien at the time. Who was uh the Ascension, along with one of the Colognes and Eddie Guerrero's daughter. That was the original Ascension. Boom. I know. Crazy. But let's get back to it. Um I'm gonna go with the Pope. My man the Pope. NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Trevor Murdoch, the defending champion, going up against the debuting masterpiece, Chris Adonis, a.k.a. Chris Masters. Um, They've been pushing Trevor Murdoch for a little while. Um, but I'm going to say Chris Adonis takes the championship. Master lock. <clears throat> or the hurt lock, if you, la- if you ask Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Here's a little note. Bobby Lashley was the first one to break the master lock, and now he uses it as the hurt lock. Boom. Um, <laughs> Co-main event, number one contendership for the NWA Women's Championship. The reason why the actual women's champion is not wrestling, I believe Serena Deeb is, is injured at this time. But we have a number one contender match. Camille Brickhouse going up against Thunder Rosa, who just wrestled on who just had that crazy match in AEW. I think Thunder Rosa is going to, she's going to help NWA because she's loyal, but I think she's an AEW wrestler now, especially after Wednesday night. So I think Camille will win and Camille will get the, the match against um, Serena Deep at some point. Main event, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, Nick Aldis, the national treasure. Defending the belt against Aaron Stevens, <clears throat> a.k.a. Damian Sandow, Mizdow, whatever you want to call him, Aaron Rex. <laughs> but Aaron the Idol Stevens, as I remember him first. Um, this is a, a interesting match because, well, the pay-per-view in general, the whole show is dedicated to, to Josephus, who just recently passed away, um, a.k.a. the question mark. <clears throat> Obviously Aaron Stevens was his tag team partner So it is a uh, A match was dedicated to him It'll be a good story If Aaron Stevens wins this belt tonight Unfortunately I don't think it's going to happen uh, Nick Aldis has been the man In that company for a while For a long time um, And I don't think he's losing that belt Anytime soon So like I said it'll be a good story for Aaron Stevens and for the NWA in general if Aaron Stevens wins that belt and there'll be something to talk about and maybe he does win it I'm not going to totally like I said I'm not going to totally poo poo over the notion that he could win this belt I'm just going with Nick Aldis because Nick Aldis in my opinion is better Um, yeah so that is NWA back for the attack match card um, and yeah, and that was episode 54 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, I hope everybody enjoys Fastlane. Now, you might get this show after Fastlane is over, <laughs> which <laughs> trust me very well might be the case. But um, yeah, whenever you get this, uh, 
smdblog.com, SMD Podcast Channel, johnnypodcaster.com. You can catch the show on there. Um, I'll be back for episode 55 next week, and uh, we'll see if there's more uh, WrestleMania card updates. We'll see what the show was tonight. We'll see Raw tomorrow, NXT, AEW, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, any podcast outlet you could think of, you could find the show. Um, and I'm excited. I, 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 I'll tell you this before we get off. Um, <clears throat> I've, I moved to Florida in 2017. When I moved to Florida <laughs> a week later or the day, uh, yeah, like a week or two later was WrestleMania in Orlando. I couldn't go. <laughs> Then WrestleMania goes back to my home, New York City, MetLife Stadium. I planned to go, couldn't go. All right. Last year, WrestleMania is in Tampa. COVID can't go. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, you know, I'm uh, my opportunity's done. They're going to Hollywood. They're going to California next this year. They changed their mind and going back to Tampa because California still shut down. And now they're allowing at least maybe 30% fans. I'm in finally. <laughs> it took about four years or four years and change, but I am finally back. The last WrestleMania I went to was WrestleMania 29. It was a good one, but that's the last one I went to live. <sighs> So I'm excited. <laughs> so once again, this was episode number 54. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will be back for episode 55. And, um, yeah, everybody enjoy Fastlane. And if you're able to catch the NWA, check it out as well. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Catch you on next week. Peace. Every time that I'm down, I rise up. Every time. Every time that I'm down, I rise up. Every time they hate, go harder. Every time I fall, get smarter. Every time I get it. Every time I get it. Every time that I'm down, I rise up. Every time they hate, go harder. Every time I fall, get smarter. Every time I get it. Every time I get it. Whoa, opposition can't touch me at all. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact snsnapshots now